Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 148 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the sovereign, queenly, rich witch, creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and all that good shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode, back at Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> and I think there might be some swearing today, so um, heads up on that. If you didn't catch the word shit just now, <laughs> I start every episode with that word. And, uh, yeah, that's how I talk sometimes. So if that offends you, this might not be the show for you, and I just thought I would put that out there. Um, but today... For those of you who don't mind the occasional F word, (laughs) today I would like to talk about changing your life financially. And if you're ready to change your life for real this time, to actually walk your talk and start moving in the direction of your big fat money dreams, then this is the episode for you. It is time now to put a stake in the ground and to say, this is the turning point. This is the moment that I finally separate the past from the present and become the financial sovereign I know I was meant to be. And I hate to break it to you, but that is probably going to involve making friends with your fear, which can suck at first because fear is scary from the outside looking in. (laughs) Ooh, the fear of fear. It's really the fear of fear, right? Um, But it doesn't have to be. You can make fear your friend. And you make it your friend by transforming it into courage, by seeing fear as a trigger to act bravely, to act from your heart to be courageous. So really, fear is just a call to courage. And that is what is needed to step out of your financial comfort zone, a.k.a. the zone of lies, (laughs) which you've probably heard me say a lot in the last month because, I don't know, I just wrote that term in the uh, Spiritually Mature Witch, the e-book that I released at the top of the year. I was like reframing The comfort zone is the zone of lies, and I just fell so in love with that that I'm trying to make that a new thing. (laughs) So every time I say comfort zone, there's something in the back of my mind that's like, don't say that because it's not not the comfort zone. It's the zone of lies. So uh, one of these days I'm going to be able to say just the zone of lies, I hope, and you all will know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the comfort zone, but let's just reframe it as, Let's just say it like it is. The comfort zone is the zone of lies. It's deferred pain. Pain is not comfortable. So you're just trading, like, the comfort for the moment for the discomfort of the future. Therefore, it is the zone of lies. (laughs) So... 
changing your life financially. If you really, really want to do it this time, and I say that because if you're anything like me, you have tried to change your life financially many, 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 many times. <laughs> um, to no avail. You make a little bit of headway, and then you kind of go back into your zone of lies where you think that you're safe. So changing your life financially once and for all, it involves a commitment, a real solid commitment to feel the fear and do it anyway. Activate your heart center to turn your fear into courage. So it's acting in spite of fear and reframing your anxiety, your nervousness, trying to reframe that as excitement. Learn how. Don't try. Do. (laughs) As Yoda said, there is no try. There is only do. Do or do not. There is no try. That's what he said. Um, So try. No, do. (laughs) Don't try. Do. (laughs) Reframe your anxiety or nervousness into excitement. Um, And I think one day I might make a video about this because it's kind of like what I was saying about the zone of lies. I just think it's so good. Uh, that I really want to talk more about it, but um, a way that you could reframe your nervousness or anxiety for yourself as excitement so you feel like that fluttery feeling in your solar plexus instead of letting that freak you out, you just kind of say to yourself, ooh, every time I feel the butterflies starting to dance in my stomach, I know a transformation is taking place, which is perfect when we're nervous or we have stage fright, or when we're super excited, we say we have butterflies in our stomach. And butterflies, hello, that represents transformation, metaphor, metamorphosis. It might be like the symbol, <laughs> one of the most popular symbols that we use to represent transformation. So I love little tricks like that. I love playing tricks on myself that way. And that's something that I've just really started to do. I have tried in the past to reframe my anxiety or nervousness as excitement, and I have had some success with that. But for me, when I get really playful and I use magic and metaphor just for everything, it's a way of life for me, really. Um, I guess that's why I call myself a witch. But when I do that, I'm able to change. I'm able to change my behavior. And something about picturing little butterflies flying around in excitement (laughs) it gets me into action so it works for me maybe it'll work for you um little ways that i've done this for myself um you know i've taken los angeles is really big i live in la if you don't know and um something i started doing a long time ago is if i'm not in a hurry I will take a street that I'm unfamiliar with because I had a lot of fear that I was, like, going to turn off into some dark alley and and meet my doom in Los Angeles because you hear all these horror stories, and L.A. does have a lot of crime because it's a big city. Um, And also just, you know, I've gotten lost in L.A. and driven around and around and around and around. Um, But the thing is, if I'm not in a hurry, sometimes if I'm on my way to go do something new, I'll be like, I think I'm just going to go this way I've never gone before and see what happens and try to get there that way. And what happens every single time is I learn something new. I learn a new way to get there or I learn, oh, yeah, you can't get there that way. (laughs) Um, But that's just like a really simple, not scary thing, I guess, um, compared to money for some people. It makes me think about Robert Frost, um, how he said – I'm totally paraphrasing. I forget exactly what he said. But he said, um, I took the path 
least traveled, and that has made all the difference. I know that that's about being unique and going your own way and even forging your own path, but I think it's also interesting to think of it in terms of raising the bar on your personal best and taking a turn one day to travel down the path least traveled by yourself, like literally, so that you can expand your comfort zone, (laughs) your zone of life, so you can learn something new and evolve. And that might take a little bit of courage or playfulness to get yourself to take a new path. Um, And I'm talking about money, obviously, here. I'm just using driving as an example. Um, Here's another example. This was really terrifying for me, actually. Um, And I screwed this up big time for years. As an advocate for someone with special needs, Um, If you don't know, I say it all the time because I want people to know I'm proud of my son, but my son has autism, Um, and that very much has shaped who I am, and I am his advocate in the world, and we have a lot of systems and red tape that we have to navigate through, so I am constantly being forced to do things that are way outside my comfort zone. This is something I never imagined I would do. I hate numbers. I don't like paperwork. It's all freaking terrifying to me. (laughs) So I avoided it like the plague when he was younger, very unfortunately. And it was only when things would reach a crisis point that I would end up taking action. And it was always worse at that point when it would have been so much easier to do it before. Often someone had to step in to help me because I was basically like a child trying to take care of a child. And I kept myself locked in that childlike state just because I was afraid. It was fear. Um, But now I see... I'm going to be in this for life. This is a lifelong thing for me because I'm taking care of him forever, and I'm privileged to do so. I feel honored to do so, Um, and I'm always learning new things. But now I see, like, every scary phone call that I have to make, every government building I have to go to, every complicated pile of paperwork, I see it as free training. (laughs) I am being challenged to learn something new, and it's, it's a lot more intense than what I was saying about driving around L.A. and deciding to take, you know, a road I've never traveled down. But it's really just the same thing on a bigger scale. It involves the same flexing the same muscles, and so does money. Um, and now I finally understand that it's the same way with money. And maybe I had to start with just city streets, you know, and then being an advocate for my son before I could move on to money because that's the way that it worked for me. Um, but I'm here now, <laughs> and I can speak about it. I'm on the other side. And I'm relatively speaking and considering my age, I'm 42, I'm quite new to the money game. And I'm calling it a game very intentionally because it is only in approaching money with a playful attitude, with like a magical mindset that I have finally learned to do things that eluded me for so many years (laughs) just to face my money. Um, And now that I'm on the other side of that, I can see that the only thing that was holding me back was ignorance. And I was ignorant because of fear. I was terrified. I did not know how to take care of myself financially. Um, No one ever taught me that, and I didn't uh, teach myself. You know, it's 
when you're a child, maybe you can say, nobody's teaching me about money, but once you become an adult, whether someone taught you as a child or not, that's not an excuse to opt out. It's your responsibility now to teach yourself money. <laughs> and I did not understand that for a very long time. And I'll, and I was afraid if I started to try that I would get myself into trouble somehow. I was afraid I would go to jail even though I was trying to be a good person. I thought I was going to fill out some form wrong or screw up my taxes. I don't I didn't know. I was so afraid I had like built it up into this huge huge scary thing. Um and I actually did get myself into trouble my first time out with credit cards even though I was being pretty conservative and doing my best to be responsible. I totally crashed and burned when, I mean, one time I had to be late on one bill and I hit the wall of universal interest rates, which I'm not going to get into here, but if you know what that is, you're probably going, oh. (laughs) But literally, overnight, I could not keep up with the bills. But here's the thing. That was a decade ago now, and I lived to tell the tale. I survived. I survived (laughs) because when it comes down to it, I am not money. And even a whopper of a financial mistake, it can be recovered from if you choose to see it as a failure, not a failure, but a lesson. And you don't even have to do what I did. You don't have to learn your lessons the hard way, you know, by getting into something from a place of ignorance. You can educate yourself and you can act from a place of informed personal power. So how do you do that? (laughs) One step at a time, my friends, one step at a time. Something that I mentioned in last Thursday's video, which was kind of a continuation of last Tuesday's show because I ran out of time last Tuesday. So I just decided to pick up where I left off in Thursday's video, and I hope the sound quality is better today, by the way, because I am talking to you from my new landline, so let me know if it sounds clear or if it's still not good enough, because I really want the sound quality quality to be good, especially for those of you who are listening on earbuds, so I apologize for the last two weeks when I was calling in on my cell phone. Hopefully this is better. Um, But anyway, what I was saying in that video and what I want to repeat here, I want to repeat it because I have found it to be more helpful in the realm of finance than perhaps any other realm, and that is to focus on the next right step, and that is all. Of course, obviously, having a sense of The big picture and planning and strategy, these are important keys to creating your personal power. But those are things that you can do once or twice a year or once a quarter or even once a month in one concentrated sitting. That is something you just do every once in a while to make sure that you're on track with your plan or if you need to adjust it, Um, getting in touch with the big picture of what you want. A lot of people that are into the law of attraction, they like to visualize that for themselves, but I am not talking about that here today. I'm talking about one step at a time because the rest of the time when you're not, you know, spending that concentrated moment of focusing on the big picture which can create a lot of overwhelm for you if you keep that on the forefront of your mind all the time. You just need to keep your focus on what is directly in front of you right now. 
It is the power of now in action. So anytime that you start to panic or feel overwhelmed by how much you have to do or how much you're going to have to pull off to get such and such done or to get all of these things taken care of, just take a deep breath and refocus on taking the step that is directly in front of you right now. You do not even need to stare up the long, scary, scary, <laughs> the long, scary, the long, scary staircase of doom. If you do that, you're going to end up exhausting yourself with emotion before you have even climbed the first stair. All you have to do is keep your attention on the next step. What is the next step that I can take to move myself toward my goals? And then once you have taken that step, you do the exact same thing. Asking yourself, what's the next step? And then just like that, you move toward your destination one step at a time. And hopefully you're digesting the lessons as you go along because it's good to remember that the journey is the destination. And if you can take each step mindfully and with a willingness to learn, like I was just talking about, you will be acquiring the strengths confidence, and skill with every step that is necessary to take the steps that are waiting for you up ahead. So in that way, you are in training. And it's also totally counterproductive to try to skip ahead when you're looking at it. You need this next step so that you can be prepared for the steps you need to take in the future. So what if you know nothing about money, (laughs) like me when I started out. Um, That's a very shameful place to be, by the way. Like, to say that to people is embarrassing for a lot of us. It was for me. I didn't want people to know that about me. Um, So, I mean, that's going to require some healing, too, to love yourself up. You don't even have to go around telling people, I know nothing about money, nothing, nothing. (laughs) just something that you need to acknowledge for yourself and say, and, you know, that ends today. And I'm going to talk about how to do that in a minute. Um, So even if you know nothing about money, you know zero, not a zilch, zip. Or maybe you're further down the financial path, but you've found yourself getting stuck in some bad money habits or you buried yourself in a pile of debt. What I propose is that you are starting from the same place, regardless. (laughs) So whether you have nothing, whether you have a bunch of debt, whether you actually are making great money, but you have really bad spending habits, to change your life financially, to live the financial life of your dreams, it begins with a commitment. And because I am a witch, I like to ritualize moments like these. And I like to encourage other people to ritualize moments like these. Whether you call yourself a witch or not, this works for everyone. And I think that making a true commitment to change your life requires one hell of a ritual. (laughs) It needs to be deeply impactful. And to be deeply impactful, it needs to invoke equal parts emotion and desire. And so it's really time to raise some serious energy. (laughs) And I'm not talking about dancing around in a circle. 
Um, this episode was actually inspired by a coaching call that I did last week with a woman. Um, I will keep this very vague to respect her privacy, but um, she was looking to leave the negativity of her past behind so that she could start having some fun. She just wanted to start living a happy life. But the problem was that the nagging, abusive voice in her head was still active, and it wasn't letting her do that. Um, I'm also, I'm not sure if she was too thrilled by my suggestion to give that voice outward expression in the form of a ritual, (laughs) but um, after our call, I became, I kept thinking about it, and I became more and more convinced that that was the way to break all through to the other side. So I sent her a follow-up email explaining why, and then I was like, you know, this is good stuff for all of us, and it definitely applies to money. So I'm just going to talk about this next week. (laughs) So here we are. It is next week, and I'm talking about it. I am talking about giving yourself a fresh start financially by giving that shitty negative voice in the back of your mind whether it is a voice of fear or anger or denial, giving it one last hurrah, like a going away party, so that it can feel like it's been heard once and for all, and you can exercise that demon into a friend. It is about creating a magical ritual for yourself and that voice that facilitates you being able to leave behind the habits, behaviors, and fears of the past in favor of the new, more empowered you you are now stepping into. And while the design of this ritual is entirely up to you and the execution of it could take like a quality chunk of time, in theory, it is super duper simple. It's three steps. Um, You can customize these steps how you see fit, um, but I'll I'll tell you how I recommend you do it, and then you can use your creativity and imagination to make it your own. I do ask that if you do this, be mindful of why you're making certain decisions when you're designing the way your ritual is going to be, and make them with a sense of play and fun and not out of a sense of fear. Um, Try to differentiate between the voice of fear and the voice of intuition when you're designing your ritual so that it can be as powerful as possible. So step number one is to give that shitty little voice in the back of your mind, give it one last hurrah, the going away party. For me, that would be writing a letter. So um, you really have to tap into the feeling tone of that voice, and it's going to be a little bit different for everyone. For the woman on the coaching call, it was very angry. It was like a blaming, shaming voice. Um, So in her case, I would recommend writing like a horrible letter, letting that voice say every angry, mean, abusive, nasty, hideous thing. And you know that you're really tapping into the voice when like, your pen is moving over the page like so fast and your handwriting is getting all sloppy and it's illegible. And once you tap an emotion, you might start crying. The snot is flowing. That's when you know like, ooh, I've really like tapped into that. Hang with it. Once you get to that point, you are exercising a demon. Let it say everything it wants to say because this is the last fucking time it's going to say it. So give it as many pieces of paper as it wants. 
If you don't want to write a letter, if you don't like writing for whatever reason, I happen to love it. Maybe you could shout into a tape recorder, like go lock yourself in your closet where nobody's going to hear you, go to the top of a mountain, I don't know, shout it out into a tape recorder. Um, I don't know if making a collage would be as powerful or as as effective, but maybe it is for you. Maybe you want to express yourself more artistically, so let that voice make a collage or make some piece of art. Um, It might not be an angry voice. It could be the voice of denial, you know, and and you know it's the voice of denial. So let it sit there and deny, 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 and sit in its puddle of ignorance. Give that its voice. Or it could just be, I am terrified. I'm scared shitless. It could be like a small inner child voice, you know, that is so scared. So write that out. Write out whatever your, the voice of fear is for you, however it presents itself. Step two, burn it. <laughs> Rip it up. Burn it to ashes and or bury it deep in the ground. Do all three if you need to. Um, and do it with a firm declaration. Your declaration it could be very ceremonial and formal. You could call in the corners, invoke your spirit guides. Um, you could say something very poetic and end with, you know, a very firm, you have no power here. Or you could simply look at it, look at, you know, the letter that you wrote, rip it to shreds, and yell, bullshit. The trick is, though, this is why I said I might swear. <laughs> You have to swear when you're telling off that voice. (laughs) That's what works for me anyway. The trick is you have to mean it. So rip that shit up and be like, Bill, bullshit, you fucking liar. You have no idea what you're talking about, and I will never listen to you again. (laughs) Swearing helps here. I swear it does. Um, So first, you know, they get their one last hoorah. They get that... uh, the sex that you have before you break up with someone when you know it's over (laughs) it's the big bang and then you break up with them that's step two the breakup you have a little party and you break up step three is very very important and that is to act on behalf of your new decision the new way of being your new choice to change your life financially so remember what i was saying about AA for your inner rich witch, putting an affirmation with an action, this would be the perfect time to put that into action. State a new affirmation that you have crafted, um, preferably before your ritual, so you just have it on hand, or you can just say something that comes to you spontaneously if you want, but some say something that activates your desire to set yourself free financially, something that really stirs up your willpower and that sense of like, hell yeah, deep down inside, like woo, and say it while you are taking the next step, while you are dialing the telephone, while you are filling out the form, while you are walking to the bank, while you say it quietly to yourself, while you're walking into your boss's office to ask for a raise, whatever the next step is for you. And it's really important that you do this immediately after 
after you do the ritual. Taking the next step is moving away from your old way of being and from that tired old voice, both literally and metaphorically. So move away from it as soon as you conduct your ritual. Move away from it by actually taking the next right step because that is when you make a clear distinction between the past and the future, and you send a strong, clear signal to your psyche that you are now moving on. You are moving forward. And that is what I hope we will all do now, now, moving forward together. That is why I dedicated February to this theme of the rich witch. I have an ebook that I think it's probably going to be coming out Tuesday. I was aiming for Thursday, but I cannot stop writing this thing and fiddling with it. It is like nothing I have ever done before. (laughs) It is like nothing I've ever done before. It is weird. It is wild. It is magical. I don't know what is coming through me with this thing, but I'm just letting it flow. I am still in the process of putting it together, and I'm sort of surprised by it. In a really cool way. It is fun. It is playful. And um, it's called The Rich Witch, Seven Portals of Prosperity. And I'm going to leave that available on pre-order On pre-order for the next week. So if you want to save five bucks, um, I've posted it on Twitter, on Book, on my website. You can go back to the description page for this episode on Blog Talk Radio, and there's a link there. Use the code Money is My Superpower. That is all in lowercase letters. Money is My Superpower, and you will get $5 off. And then when the book is published, it'll just show up in your inbox like magic. <laughs> um, and until we meet again, I will be back here next Tuesday talking at you. Same time, same place. Much love to you. Peace. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.